Are you listening? This is the Triple Thread Podcast, where we discuss fashion, fitness, and freedom with your hosts, Millennial Nate and Maximus Wynn. All right. Well, what's up, Ariana? How are you doing today? Hey, so good. How are you guys? Good. And so you're in... Yeah, you're in beautiful California right now where the weather's amazing. I know. Seriously, it's like always paradise. But you know what's awesome is it hasn't gotten old yet. I've only lived here in L.A. for four and a half years. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It gets old? No, no, no. I'm saying it hasn't gotten old. Okay. But it does? uh, I'm sorry. Wait, does it get old like living like in paradise like that? No, actually, that's my question is like some people (laughs) were born and raised here right on my street. Gosh, yeah. And as I walk by them in the morning, I'm like... Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> like, I'm so in awe of it. So I'm hoping that it always stays fresh to me like that, yeah. that I'm always giddy about it. But it's like every single yeah. day for four and a half years, I walk outside and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I could it. see that, though. That makes sense to me. Uh, like a couple of years ago, we were in the Virgin Islands and we were like talking to some of the locals and they're like, yeah, we haven't been to the beach in like, I don't know, four years. I'm like. It's like right. 50 feet from here. What do you mean you haven't been yeah. to the beach? It's, isn't years. it like your backyard? Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, like yeah, it's yeah, just whatever. I don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. To, to be honest, to be fair, I only live maybe like half hour from the beach. Mm-hmm. I live in Beverly Hills and it's only a few miles, I want to say. Um, and I don't go to the beach all that often. I know that's horrible. But I, I really enjoy where I live. Like I really nice. appreciate Southern California in yeah. other ways. Okay. You know, like I go hiking. I love my neighborhood. I love, you know, so. Mm-hmm. No, you that's... might be a little young for this, Ariana, but uh, I don't know if you remember the movie Beverly Hills Cop with uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, you probably heard <laughs> it's of it. It's on my list. I need to watch. <laughs> Nate, you're probably a little too young too. I'm no, dating no, no. myself. I, dude, I used to watch that movie. Yeah. I remember that movie, and this is my whole image of Beverly Hills, right? I was oh, probably. Oh, no. Gosh, was it good or bad? So check this out. In Be- so he, he's obviously a, a cop from Detroit. And so yeah. he goes to Beverly Hills and he you know, investigates a case and he meets like some random lady that helps him with the case. Okay. And one is his one of his first introductions to Beverly Hills is them getting into a random Mercedes like on the street. And he's like, is this your car? He's like, no, we just park on the street and we just all get in the cars that are parked on the street. You know, that's how we do Beverly Hills. And it's like Mercedes, you know, Ferrari, oh, Bentley. So what if we were like talking about valet or something? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was just like, wow, people in Beverly Hills just park fancy cars on the street and just get in and drive yeah. off. You just get in and drive off. Apparently, I wasn't aware of this yet, but I'm going to yeah. go do it right now. So I'll just be right give it, Give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my impression of uh, of Beverly Hills for the first time. And, and then, then obviously, you know, the, the what, the 90s came around and – and Beverly Hills now a two and the original Beverly yes. Hills now is came out and then you know. Yeah, I still need to watch that too. I feel like I haven't like watched yeah. the proper branding. I'm not actually a resident yet. I'll get on it. Seriously, uh, you need to get that rolling. Anyways. Gosh. <laughs> now it's two and Well, so Ariana, tell us where you're at. What What are you doing right now? What What are you doing? Uh, right, right now? No, uh, right, right now in no. general. We're very specific. Um, huh? <laughs> I said we're very specific on here, like right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in my favorite swivel chair. I feel like an actual boss lady. Um, no, so I, with uh, life in general, um, so I lived in LA for, yeah, four and a half years. 
Um, and I moved out here originally from Utah to pursue the entertainment industry. So before that, I had done like theater and musical theater, you know, in high school and college and all of that. And I knew that I wanted to pursue the entertainment industry, but I just didn't know what, in what capacity or what field more specifically. So I was like, hey, I know I love the weather out in L.A. And I've heard that there's the more kind of like television world that I might explore on camera stuff out there. So I moved out here. Um, and so for the last four and a half years, that's actually what I've been doing. And it's it's actually crazy to me to say that I feel like now I'm to the place where I'm actually, I can say I do it. You know, I do mm -hmm. it full time. I've been doing it full time for a few years now. So my first year in L.A., I got a part time job. Um, but it was actually with a company where I was giving presentations. So it was still kind of in my wheelhouse because I was learning about on-camera hosting. And so it was still kind of, you know, harnessing my craft, which was cool. Um, but then I was able to leave that job and I just do it full time now. So I make oh, almost triple the salary I made, you know, when I had a, a, a nice. in yeah. Utah uh, as an office manager with a CPA firm. And it's funny wow, because sounds my, really uh, interesting uh, yes. versus what you're doing now. Let's get back to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get this whole entertainment thing and get back to the bookkeeping CPA. <laughs> like line item credit checks. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm doing my, my taxes with my CPA right now. And it's just really funny. It's really full circle. This is the first year I've been able to like hire a CPA. So we're going through all my books together and I'm like, I used to, I wasn't a CPA before, but I was mm -hmm. like, I used to be an office manager in a CPA firm and I was like doing other people's taxes, yeah. which is awesome, awesome industry. But like now to be able to see, you know, being in on this side of it. And like, I remember when I quit my job, you know, my, uh, my CPA firm, they're actually amazing. I love these people. And they were like, you're, you're quitting to do what? Why? <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're insane. There's no way that this is going to work out. And I was like, oh, let's hope so. <laughs> Especially a CPA firm. They're like, there's no stability there. Uh, this it is, is yeah, no, this is like, totally wrong. Exactly. <laughs> totally. It doesn't pencil out, Ariana. Yeah. Exactly. It's very rigid. It's all about the numbers and the practicality. And uh, anyway, so I, I'm proud to say that now, yeah, like it's, I've gone into a really stable place, um, which has been awesome. And then now I feel like I actually have the freedom to be able to explore next steps, what my next chapter is going to be. Um, so kind of in the middle of like working my tail off, getting that all ready and just got a new manager. And anyway, so all sorts of fun. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So what do you, what, what show, I, I think you're on a show right now on Bravo, right? Yeah. So it's actually, I think the season just ended, but um, I, uh, yeah, so I just did a show on Bravo. It's called stripped and okay. it's actually really, really cool. It's um, I've seen stripped. It, but... I watch a lot of Bravo. I'm not gonna lie. That's Did you see it? True story. I saw a few. I saw, I saw a few episodes. I haven't seen like all of them. Okay, so you okay. Didn't see it. All right. <laughs> if you do watch it, let me know. Okay, I'll let That's you know. Like, I actually thought that we had a good episode. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> no, it's actually really, really touching. Um, so I guess to give like a, a better overview, I guess I didn't really explain what I do in the entertainment industry, but I am primarily an on-camera host and spokesperson. So it's like the okay. Ryan Seacresty when it comes to like entertainment stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do it for a lot of brands and companies. So I do a lot of like commercials, um, you know, videos for their websites, for the industry, it goes out digitally, television, you know, all sorts of things in between. And then I also am a professional model. Sometimes I do acting, but it's not really what I came out to do. Mm. Um, so I do modeling as well, singing. That's more of like a, the passion project that I want to get more into. But um, but as far as like the paying the bills and all of that, a lot of like the hosting spokesperson type work. So how the Bravo shit came about 
was I had actually emailed Bravo because I knew that they were doing like some new programming, you know, aka some new shows, um, you know, last year. So I emailed them my EPK, which is an electronic press kit. And I was like, hey, you know what, if you're looking for any host for any of your upcoming programming, I would be thrilled if you checked out my stuff. And I got a call that same day. And it's like, hi, oh, wow. this is Bravo. And we were, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, wow, okay, cool. I hadn't worked with them before. So I was like, that was quick. And they were like, okay, so we actually, we're not casting any hosts for any of the shows, but we really love your personality and would you want to be on a reality show? And I nearly like hung up right then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a reality show thing. But then as I learned more about what it was, like this really heartwarming, interesting, psychological docu-series type thing, oh. um, warmed up to the idea and ended up doing it. And it really was a cool experience. So that's how that all happened. About CPAs and bookkeepers in Utah? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's awesome. I was like, sign me up. I'm exactly the person you're looking for. Uh, So take take me a little bit back about, you know, the day, the day you like had the courage to go, okay, I'm going to do this, right? Like what, like what, where, where were you at? I mean, did you save up some money to like prepare for that? Like what gave you that courage to go, I'm going to move to LA and pursue this right now. Right, right. So it was a combination of things I had been um let's see i had stepped away from doing theater which is what uh, pretty much all i had done up to that point was theater musical theater i love performing you know i got my degree in it and all of that but then i was in utah and at the time at least there wasn't a lot of paid work actually the, the industry in utah has grown a lot in the last few years it's really really incredible to watch but um you know even just five years ago there wasn't a lot of paid work and so i got you know a normal job and uh, so I was working at a CPA firm, you know, I was, I was happy, like I'm a fairly positive just person. So I was, I was having fun and everything. But then I decided to go audition for a show. I think I had been out of it for a year or two. And, um, and I got a great part and I did the show and it was at a professional equity house. And I was like, you know what, I feel like if I really committed to this, I actually feel like I could do it. And I, I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware person. I'm a very practical person. Mm. And, um, and I was like, I know that if I committed myself, people make careers out of this. And, and I'm sitting mm-hmm. there, you know, at night, I'm working my tail off in rehearsal. So I'm exhausted. I get home at two in the morning. Then I get up at 630 to go to my office job. And I'm sitting there, you know, line by line, accounting other people's dreams and careers and, you know, them <laughs> building them their empires. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it just started to kind of flip. So I set a goal for myself love goals. And I was like, okay, if I can get to the point where I am making the same amount of money in performing and entertainment as I do in any given month with my office job, then I will allow myself to explore it. So I just started like finding any paid work I could in Utah, you know, like little commercials here and there, doing other shows, doing theater. And I was working really, really hard, but I was having so much fun. You know, I felt so much more fulfilled and so much more free and Mm -hmm. true to who um, and mm. so even though I was maybe working longer hours, it didn't feel like it was work. You know, obviously when you're doing your passion, uh, it's just an incredible feeling. So uh, I quickly, I think it was only within three months I was making the same amount of money. Oh, wow. Um, and it, obviously that ebbs and flows. But I right. think I like sure. a month that I did it and I was like, that's it, that's my I'm done and done. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that, was, that was kind of that. I quit my job. Um, I think I had, had saved up, you know, some money, not a lot. Um, and then I, I won't take you through the, through the whole story, but I was also married at the time. I, was, okay. uh, I had been married for a couple of years 
Um, but it was something where we just had like very different goals. And so, you know, we got to the point where we were like, you know what, maybe this is the time to kind of like really pursue, you know, what it is that we want to do. Um, mm. and like really think about that for ourselves for the first time, you know, to like think outside the box, whatever it is that you want to do. And I was like, I really want to pursue this entertainment industry. So, um, so we decided to part ways and I was like crying my eyes out, driving to LA and I only took some cash with me. In, and I, just, I don't think I had that much in my bank account, but I had some cash with me out of my wallet. And I'm like crying my eyes out. So I go, I stop for gas, like somewhere in the middle of Nevada. And without thinking, I set my wallet on top of my car. And because I'm crying so much, I like don't even like notice it or see it. And I drive off. <laughs> so then like a, an hour later, I go to stop for like a water or something. And I realize my wallet is gone with all of my money, all the oh, cash, no. my IDs. Like it was just yeah. one of those like everything collides kind of situation. And I was like, <laughs> like what? Right. So I could have taken it as a sign and like turned around. I almost did. But I, I was like, you know, I was sitting in that gas station and actually it's a funny question you asked, like when was the moment you knew? And I hadn't really thought about it this way until just now, but I think it was at that gas station, you know, at like 10 PM in the middle of Nevada that I was like, I could turn around and go home. And there would be nothing wrong with that. I absolutely love, love, love where I came from. I love my life there. I love my family and friends. Um, or I could try something new. I can always move back, but I'm never gonna get these years back in my life. And now's the time. And I think that was when I decided. Wow. Was, you know, sitting there feeling totally alone and abandoned at a empty gas station in Nevada. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna make this work. So got in my car, I made it to LA, I had like almost no money, found something to sublet, you know, just like scraping by. I had literally, I didn't have enough money to put gas in my car, so I got a bicycle for free that was listed on Craigslist, and I rode that bicycle to auditions for like my first couple months of living Oh, out crazy. And I would crazy. get there, like go to the bathroom and wipe off, and you know, because I was all stuck <laughs> yeah. go an audition, and you get like right. 12 seconds in the audition room oh in LA, you know, it turns out. So then, yeah, so that was just like my first few months of scraping by, but I'm so grateful for it because it made me work so, so much harder than I maybe otherwise would have. I mean, I don't, I don't know who's to say, but it was just like that, that motivation that mm. I needed to be like, I don't care what happens or what gets in my way. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to at least explore it, you know, give myself a couple years to try it. And now it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. actually weird to look back and be like, I now you know, I've tripled my income. I'm, I feel like I'm just getting started working on things. I'm happy. I love my lifestyle. Uh, so it's, it's cool. It's like an interesting, you know, obviously there's a long way to go, but it's yeah. cool. Oh, that's an incredible story. Yeah. Um, incredible story. Uh, really quickly here. I mean, I just noticed like, I think that at that pivotal moment when you, you know, pulled into that gas station, I, funny how life kind of gives you stuff, right? You could have looked easily looked back and said like, okay, this is a sign for me to go back home. For sure. Yeah. But really, as, as you were telling the story, maybe this was life like testing you going, wait a minute, let's see if she's really serious about this. Yeah. Right? Let's throw a wrench in her, her plans here and see if she's got the, the gumption to like That's... just continue to press on. Exactly. And here we are, you know, four years later. That's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, you know, imagine if I had turned around. Right. You know, you know, and I'm sure I would be happy and living. A di it would just be a different life. Right. Yeah, right. And, and I, I may have always looked back and been like, but what if what if I had tried? What if I had gone to L.A. and like just pushed through and driven mm -hmm. through the night? Yeah. So. Yeah. This podcast would be about incomes and balance sheets right now. It would, <laughs> it would be really exciting. It would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
somewhat remember how to explain those things to you, so we'll get into that. I was just gonna say, you probably wouldn't even be on the podcast right now because it is the seventh of April, and you would be like staying up like twenty-four hour days. You know what? That actually, that actually was my day yesterday because I'm like, (laughs) being a freelancer is really interesting um, because you don't just get you know like some form at the end of the year and that's it. I mean, it's really like I have. I mean, my, my client list that I work with, you know, fairly regularly is like 60 different clients. Right. So then they're like all forms of different anyway. So yesterday that actually was my day, like just literally sitting in with like statements everywhere and papers and we're tearing through and, um, (laughs) I still kind of enjoy it. It's like, takes me back to the old days. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But unfortunately I don't have to do other people's. Yeah. Awesome. So before you ask the first question, Nate, I'm going to tee up uh, the reason why we have Ariana on. Yes. You know, one of the subject matters that interests me in, in, you know, talking with Kinsey and the reason why you're on our podcast is obviously with the industry that you're in, mm-hmm. right? Um, having a, a refined or even a certain physical image and a certain level of fitness is very important. And so we wanted to, to hear your story about that and, and kind of your experience. So Nate, go ahead and ask her the first question, man. So I guess like with that being said, what's been like your biz- biggest lesson that you've learned around physical fitness? Mm. Oh man, if I had to pick one, <laughs> there are so many. Um, but it, as it pertains to the industry, uh, like Max is saying, uh, let's see, where do I start? You know, I I wasn't really sure what to expect when I got to LA. Um, you know, I I was in fairly good shape actually by the time I got to LA. I had had a bit of a journey with my own health and physical fitness even in the years leading up to the move, and we'll talk about that probably in a couple minutes. But I guess the biggest thing was that I just didn't know what to expect and I didn't know you know, are there actually rules on how women are supposed to look? Because I know that that's talked a lot about in society. Um, oh, that we're supposed to look like the girls in the magazines or we're supposed to look like this or that. And um, and so I was like, well, I don't really know what that's supposed to be for me. So when I got, are people going to yell at me? Am I going to go into castings <laughs> and they'll laugh at me because I'm a size four and not a size zero? Um, and the reality, so I'm actually going to start on a bit of a positive note, was that no one told me to lose weight. I didn't go to a single agency or casting or director or job where they ever once mentioned my weight, my size. In fact, so one of my regular clients is Levi's and they want me to gain a little bit more weight, you know, because I'm their skinny curvy model. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a size four, Jean. I don't know if that means anything to guys, but um, no clue. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, 31, 32, 33, 34. You're talking inches here. Uh, Yeah, size four is like my ankle, I I think. (laughs) (laughs) Legs. Um, But I I fluctuate between like a four and a six, you know, depending on like the time of year or the brand or whatever. Um, But what I found was that um, there actually were no rules. Um, And and especially when I moved here, that was when there were were starting to be some conversation about wanting to showcase different body types uh, in the industry. So like castings, you know, looking specifically for girls my size, um, there were a lot of things that I wasn't, you know, big enough for that they wanted to show like more curvy models. And um, so it was really, really exciting for me to see that. Um, But at the same time, of course, so now getting to, of course, a lot of the women that you see in the ads, in the commercials, they they are like pretty much a size two. That's like the standard. So it's like, okay, well, why is that? That's frustrating, right? Yeah. Uh, And the reality is that that is the vast majority of the time. Yes, that is who's cast. 
Uh, and that's not by accident. Of course, that's by design, right? So, so kind of like analyzing that a little bit, um, one of the other things that I started to kind of, you know, have to notice was that there's no reason to be envious or jealous of those girls' body for a variety of reasons. And one of the main ones that, that I think of is that a lot of models, I know a lot of models, a lot, a lot, okay? A lot of them don't work for their body. They were born that way. Hmm. A lot of them, and this is what drives me absolutely insane. I could talk about this for hours. I hate, hate, hate the image on Instagram that like you have like some girl in a hotel in Bali and she's got like 14 <laughs> hamburgers in front of her and like a dish of fruit and her professional photographer boyfriend is there for like five hours taking a photo shoot of all this food in front of her. And then she eats it and nothing happens to her body because she was born that way. She was born with that metabolism. And that's not always the case. I'm not trying to generalize, but you have no idea. Like you have these women across the world, across the country who are like, I need to go on a diet and go to the gym for 18 hours a week and deprive myself so that I can look like her. Hmm. But that to me is the absolute worst thing that you can do or, you know, way to think about it because your body wasn't designed to look like hers. Your, your body was designed to look like yours. Yeah. Hmm. And your body has a different metabolism and a different body clock and different preferences and a different composition and physiology. So just the whole idea of getting to know my own body, what my body was happy with, how I felt the best, how I felt the happiest, what my right size was. I've gone through the whole scale of being overweight to having a six pack and everything in between. And I now, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where as insane as it sounds, I like my body. I love my body. I love right. the size it's at. I not, I don't book a lot of modeling gigs because I'm not a size two. I'm actually like, okay, I don't know if you can see me, but I'm not like a big person, you know? Yeah. But I am, but I'm like still too big for most modeling things. Wow. So guess what? I don't worry about it anymore. I hardly ever go to modeling castings anymore. Like I found my focus where I'm happy and I can just live the lifestyle I like. And anyway, it's really much more of a mental and emotional journey than it is physical any day. When do you think you you woke up to that realization that that you you didn't need to be like another model, you know, like somebody else, right? Like, do you remember the time? I mean, what what led you to that point where you're like, you know what? I got to discover who I am, what my body type is, how I and what makes me feel good. Mm. What, what was that process? I mean, how how did you get to that point? Because I don't think a, that's something that no one really kind of talks about. Yeah, no, definitely. There were so many points, so many steps that I don't, I really don't think that I'd be able to say when it was, but one that comes to mind, at least on when I got to the point where I'm okay, not just okay with, I don't even like to use that phrase. I, I love where I, my body and with my mind and emotion toward my body, because it has been such a journey for me. Um, that really actually came just a couple years ago, um, because I had gotten to the point where I was so into fitness and I was that like small, tiny size two, you know, six pack, teeny tiny, um, at the gym all the time, only eating, you know, grilled chicken and asparagus type thing. I was doing all of that. <laughs> Meal prepping on Sunday nights mm. for the entire yeah. week. It, no, yes, that was exactly my life. Like meal prepping the entire week. You take your little Tupperware everywhere you go. You don't go out to eat with friends anymore. It was just like the, the full throttle. Yeah. And so I was doing it and I got to the point where, um, you know, I had this little tiny bikini body and I was like, okay, now what? I wasn't any happier. In fact, I wasn't nearly as happy. 
because I was spending so much time in the gym and I wasn't going out to eat with friends or allowing myself to try a new recipe or go try that new restaurant down the block. I wasn't letting myself live my life. So yes, you, you can exchange all of that, right? I'm talking in extremes, right? right we'll get sure. to my uh, thoughts on fitness and health, which is I actually do eat very healthy. Um, but I'm talking about the extreme right now for me personally, it wasn't a fit. It was too much and it just wasn't worth it to me. Like, yes, I was booking more modeling gigs, but guess what? This is also something that I don't know is rude to say about my industry. Modeling's not fun. Modeling's boring. <laughs> it really is. I'm not joking. I have no idea why so many people want to model. Like, I can't <laughs> tell you how many messages I get from people being like, I'm interested in getting into modeling. I'm like, why? Why? You literally stick, everybody like, can see me and think I'm cool and pretty. And... You know, and I don't even think they know why. I actually ask people, I'm like, why do you think you want to get into modeling? They're like, well, it's always either um, because I want to create art. I'm like, okay, there are lots of ways to create art. Yeah. Are you creating art in other ways? If you're not, then I guarantee you're not going to be happy modeling. If you do, if it's a daily thing, you love to create art, then yes, maybe this is just another avenue for you to do that. It's a, a different medium per se. Um but most of the time it's bogus. Most of the time people just think they want to model because they think it's going to make them feel really good about themselves and happy. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not um, immune to that. I think that's probably partly why I got into it. Um, sure. But it's, but the, but the actual part of like the actual part of actually modeling and being there on set is super boring. It's not fulfilling. You're not changing anyone's lives. You're not inspiring people. You're not like, it's not mentally stimulating. You know, you're just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so yes, I was getting more modeling jobs, but I was like, but for what? Who cares? I could be making the same amount of money on a different set doing something that actually utilizes my talents and my mind. Yeah. So I, I was like, this isn't worth it to me anyway. So then I kind of went on this whole journey of, of balance. I, I got off of the meal prep. I got off of the, you know, 12 hours a week in the gym and really went on a journey to, I'm not even going to look at the scale. I am just going to figure out, you know, what does my body want to eat? How much does my body want to move? What are the ways in which it wants to move? And I've just been doing that for probably a year and a half now. And I'm not the smallest I've ever been, but I am in, I'm in great shape. I'm happy. I feel good with my body. I exercise regularly. I eat lots of different types of foods. Um, and But I, I've built a foundation for that over, I'm 30 now. I started when I was 22, this whole fitness health journey. Oh, when wow. I was 22, I lost like 40 pounds because um, I was a little bit more overweight mm -hmm. back then. And then it's just been like a, yeah, eight year mental yeah. journey. So so what kind of tools are you using to to identify that, like how your body moves and what you eat, you know, what your body feels good after eating? I mean, how... How did you discover all that? And how yeah, would I mean, someone our, trying to do what you, you're doing even go oh, down sure. that path? You know, um, so definitely your greatest tool is the ability to be honest with yourself. Really, truly being honest with how did I feel after eating that, both mentally, emotionally, and physically, mm -hmm. right? So some people will, um, you know, eat something and then they're their, their body actually feels fine, but their brain says, oh, you're disgusting. Oh, I feel I feel like that was disgusting. You know, as opposed to being honest and saying my brain, you know, honoring my my brain is telling me that I feel bad. You know, I feel guilty. But how does my body feel right now? You know, it turns out my body actually feels great or turns out my body feels really weighed down. And I need to honor that. I need to respect that and listen to that. And that's something that I hadn't I hadn't really done 
was mm. be truly, truly honest with myself because I can't tell you, this is for me at least, before I started, you know, really, really getting in touch with my own, um, experience, uh, sorry, relationship, I think with my body was that I wasn't honest with myself. I was like, I've tried, I've tried eating healthy. I've tried going to the gym. I've tried diets. They just don't work for me. My body is so stubborn. My body, you know, my metabolism, or I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot tell you dozens upon dozens of times I had done this and I believed myself. Mm -hmm. it, I was like, it's true. No, but for, for me, it's true. You know, I can't do it or my body won't do it or it just won't budge or I'm too busy or, um, you know, I don't have the willpower, whatever it was. And I believed myself because I kept saying that. So all of a sudden, um, you know, when I was 22, I had this, this really, really great experience where, um, I was actually, uh, you guys might, I'll just tell you the experience because yeah. it's for me. No, go for please, really do. please do. Very, a very pivotal moment in my life was I had gotten out of the shower and I've told this story a few times before. So if you guys watch my social media, you've like, okay. heard this story before, but it's so important. So I got out of the shower. I was 22. I was like maybe f about 40 pounds, you know, um, over what, uh, actually, let's see, maybe like 30 pounds heavier than I am right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I just noticed I was always like wanting to avoid mirrors. I felt bad mm -hmm. every time I ate anything. I would like late night snack, you know, those types of things. So I was just a mm -hmm. little bit bigger. And I noticed I'd get out of the shower and I'd immediately wrap up in the towel before I could see myself in the mirror. Because if mm -hmm. I did, I would be like immediately like, oh, I need to go on a diet. Oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I should, I should, I should, right? Mm -hmm. And so I caught myself. And for some reason that day, I, I just realized, you know, this can't be healthy. I'm 22 years old. I'm in the prime of my life. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm so ashamed of my body and my, you know, this vehicle that I've been given to experience life. And I'm so ashamed of it. I can't even look at it. I was like, that. that's heartbreaking. That's yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. So instead, I just like threw down the towel and I just stared at my body in the mirror for like 10 minutes, which is a really awkward, like a long time. Oh, yeah, time. no, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about That's about half the time I stare at myself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max, so, just like. And, and I just like, I just started to have a conversation um, with my body that I was like, you know what? I am so sorry. I, I'm so mean to you and ashamed of you and embarrassed of you and yet you let me walk and hug people and have a life and experience things and jump up and down and and you know just experience this miracle of life and yet I'm mad at you I'm embarrassed of you and it just mm. it was like the most incredible um revelation to myself uh mm. this kind of huge light bulb went off that I was like, you know what, that's the opposite of how I should be feeling toward my body. I should be thanking my body every single day and respecting and honoring it and, and cherishing the opportunity that it gives to me so that I can experience life. And so after that, I just started to, you know, be able to be more honest with myself about, uh, about respecting my body and what that meant, right? So instead of eating this that I know is gonna make my body feel like blah, I'm going to put something fresh in it. And I, turns out, felt better. My body felt great. Yeah. And it felt like, thank you, Ari, for giving me this nutritious, delicious, fresh, yummy, healthy food. And I just started to notice that I didn't, you know, more and more, it was a very gradual process, but more, more and more, I started to crave those foods because I was so much more in tune with my own true conscious mind and my body and my spirituality, if you will. Um, just started really, really listening to my body and being yeah. really honest with myself about what I was and wasn't doing. You know, I was saying, oh, I'm working out all the time. I wasn't. 
Right. You know, or well, if I was, it was for like three weeks and then I would stop. That's yeah. not going to do anything, right? One of the things I heard right there, yeah, Ariana, it was is it wasn't until that you acknowledged your body that mm-hmm. it, it began to work with you, right? And before yeah. that, before that moment in pre-shower moment there, I mean, you were shutting basically um, your own self and your own body. And that's why I didn't participate. Yeah. It wasn't until Absolutely. that moment. I didn't even... I always, I always call it this whole subject, you know, whenever I talk to people about it, um, I always refer to it as my relationship with my body. So think about any relationship to keep it healthy. You have to be honest with each other. You have to communicate with each other. You have to respect each other. You have to praise each other. You know, can you imagine being in a relationship where you just tear each other down? Mm-hmm. Right. That's toxic. That's going to be a yeah. horrible environment, a, ho- a horrible emotional environment. Yeah. And sure. so you have to realize however you want to think of it, you know, whether you're religious, not atheist, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's no argument that our conscious mind is separate from our physical body. So there automatically innately has to be a relationship between those two parties. I am not my body. You're not your body. You know, like I finally started to realize all these things. I want to get like too deep and philosophical, but I'm telling you, it changed my perspective. You're going to go Deepak Chopra on us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was Let's like, I, I am my body. I have a relationship with this thing, this vehicle of mine that I was given at birth. And if I don't have an, a healthy relationship with it, I'm going to feel miserable, just like you would in any relationship with a toxic environment like that. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. When I started to listen to it and respect it and communicate with it, that's when things started to change. Exactly. And it, it is a amazing thing how the relationship that we have with ourselves sometimes is a relationship we have with other people. Oh, and I can... so most of the time. Exactly right. You know, so sure. that's, like, that's, that's, that's an amazing thing. I mean, I, I'm glad you were able to capture that moment and, and go through that story with us because that was pretty powerful. Yeah. So, so you were able to do that. What do you think other people, where do you think their struggles at in like trying mm. to get their ideal physique? Where do you think that they, uh, their downfalls are? Yeah. So, uh, kind of going along with what I was just talking about, something that I highly, highly recommend for people is to stop thinking that you should do anything. I should eat healthier. I should go on a diet. I should go to the gym. I should work out. I should. I would say stop that now. Stop that today. It's not should. Start to think of it as an opportunity. Oh my gosh, I get to go move my body. I get to, like my kids are, you know, at school or um, I have a day off of work or I have like an hour before I have to go to work or whatever it is. I get to move my body that I was given. You know, I get to um, eat this delicious, healthy food um, or I get to go to my friend's birthday party and have a piece of cheesecake. And I get to have a, a positive relationship with my body where, you know, I get to choose when to stop. That's an opportunity, right? Yeah, I get to right. choose whatever I want. I can choose to eat a piece of cheesecake and then stop. Stop eating. Don't have four, you know, or like just eat until you <laughs> feel sick, right? God, All of that I can't imagine. I love cheesecake, but I'm just like thinking like how sick I would be if I had like four yeah, pieces no, of cheesecake. Four cheesecake, yeah. Like oh. <laughs> that would be a lot. A lot of cheesecake. In fact, I don't even like cheesecake. I, 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 potato chips is my thing. I'm like oh. a salty kind of person. Um <laughs> But just seeing it as an opportunity, as an excitement, you know, that I get to whatever it is, I get to sleep in today or I get to go move my body today as opposed to ever I should. That to me is just, again, it's like, I guess going back to the relationship analogy, that's obligatory. You're not going to be happy with that and you're not going to be sustainable with that. It's just not sustainable. So if you're doing something because you should, chances are you won't for much longer than say three weeks, which is about the amount of time that people last on things. 
So, I mean, I don't, I don't go on diets. You know, I don't have specific things like I'm going to do a juice cleanse for this amount of time and then a diet for that amount of time and then I'm going to look like this by June 5th. I don't do that anymore. It's like a daily <laughs> practice for me. You made a lifestyle um, change with it, right? You made a lifestyle it's, it's change a lifestyle. instead of, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge lifestyle. So that's that's one thing I would say is stop the should. Um, and then another another huge, huge, huge downfall that I see. I would say this is actually probably the number one mistake when it comes to health and fitness or trying mm. to accomplish the body you want, whether that's lose weight, gain weight, build muscle, whatever it is. The number one issue that I see, and it will be everyone's downfall unless you get it under control, is what I call the Monday starter. Okay. Meaning like today's Thursday, let's say, and I was kind of doing well for the first part of the week, but then I like I went to a friend's birthday party and we ate chips, and so now it's like might as well just. Ugh, and then I want to. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. start again Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my third cheesecake. Might yeah. as well have a fourth. No, it's. Right? Uh, yeah. I, I think it was Daniel Tosh. I think he said in one of his skits he was like, "It's time to turn this life around tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this isn't just with fitness. This is like you want to pursue something in your life, you know, whether it's career or, you know, whatever, fixing your relationship, all of that, but it's tomorrow. That will be your down. You will go to your grave. We will all go to our grave saying, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it Monday. I I use Monday in the fitness world. Monday's a very popular day to start diets and like exercise routines. Um, I personally just don't believe in it because what's inevitably going to happen is you're going to like mess up which is not a thing, by the way, messing up is not a thing. You're just choosing something in your life and you move on. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge journey for me to get to that point. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you, you basically say, Oh, well I messed up and it's only Thursday or whatever day it is. Well, I'm just going to start Monday or, um, I've been meaning to start a diet, but I'm just going to start next Monday. Cause that sounds like a little, just logistically makes sense. You know, I'll go grocery shopping this weekend and blah, blah, blah. And then it'll be easy. That's not how life works. It's not how our bodies or our brains work. Do something today. Today, 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 today. I cannot, if I could like just shake you guys by the shoulders, whoever's listening to this, (laughs) it's today, you know, eat your piece of cheesecake and then move on with your life. Don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Forget about it. Like go on a walk. If, you know, if you're feeling kind of sluggish, go on a walk, enjoy the outdoors or, Mm -hmm. you know, do some pushups or, or don't, you know, like just today is the only day that you're ever going to have. And if you approach every single day today, like, I want to have a healthy fit body. You'll look back a year from now and you'll be like, oh shoot, I have a healthy fit body. What happened? Yeah. It's, it's wild, but it's because you do it today every single day. There's no starting point. It's not starting again tomorrow. It's not start later. It's what am I going to do right now to work toward the life and the body that I want. And a year from now, I swear to you, you'll look back, you'll be a different person. Oh, awesome. awesome. Well, I got to go guys. I got to, I'm yeah, going, I, man. I got I to gotta go right now, too. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because my wife and I actually were talking like, you know, yeah, let's, let's, let's get up uh, an hour earlier and, like, take a walk together on, on Monday. What? I'm like, let's take a walk right, today. Now, let's, I mean, yeah. today. I mean, you wait. can't obviously, you know, do it Monday. But you know what I'm saying with the whole, like, oh, yeah. it's going to happen next yeah, it's week. It's going to happen. No, yeah. I can tell you I've had a conversation with my, my wife probably for, like, the last two years. Right. We're oh, off and on okay. and then off and on. And then like, it's always Monday and then Monday comes around and we're in bed and mm-hmm. yeah. had a long day at work, you know? So it's let's like say mm-hmm. you do it Monday uh, and let's say you do it Monday. Maybe you do it every day that week. But the problem with that kind of thinking is it's destinational. And this applies to anything like with career. I mean, I'm working on this right now with my career. You know, I'm, I'm practicing 
um, you know, cause I want my career to be huge, right? Like I, I just have so many aspirations. Um, and I'm like, oh, well when I, you know, when I buy my first, you know, condo in Beverly Hills or when I do this or when I'm black, yeah, right. It's all this destinational thinking. You're going to do that again till your grave, right? It's just absolutely nonsense. Um, so as, as far as like it applies to fitness, this whole destination, I'll be happy when I'm this size or I'll be happy when I get rid of my belly fat or I'll be happy when my face doesn't, you know, look pudgy. Um, it's just not true. It's just not a reality. Uh, and, and today really is the only day you have. So work toward it today. Feel better today. It really is about feeling better because here's the other interesting thing. Most people don't want to lose weight for their health, even if they say they do. Some people do if it's like you're on your pre-diabetic or something, mm -hmm. but most people want to lose weight to feel better, both physically and to feel better about themselves, emotionally, mentally, when they look in the mirror, so they feel awesome, they feel attractive, all that, right? Um, but what's interesting, this is a little like psychological inception here, is that if you, the only reason you want to get in shape and look amazing is so that you'll feel better, why don't you just choose to feel better right now, already? You don't have to lose any weight to feel better. Sure. You can go on a walk. Yeah. Hug somebody, do an active service, eat a healthy meal, and you'll feel great. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to wait to lose 50 pounds in order to feel great. You can feel great right now. You just have to make those choices accordingly. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like I just woke up from a dream within a dream. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely right. As you, yeah. as we're saying that, all joking aside, is that we think we have to look or have things or 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 this destination thing that needs to happen for us to feel better, but that's a choice that we can make right now to feel yeah, better. Yes, absolutely. Right. And what I love about your story and what you're doing is you, you've done a wonderful job in psychology, what you just talked about on how changing from should to I choose to is, is yes. called reframing, right? The, ah. the method of framing. And we can do that at any moment in our life. We don't have to wait yeah. for anything to yeah. reframe our current situation, regardless of what we're in right now, regardless of how you know, how much fitness or how much happiness or how much love or whatever we want in our life, we can choose to have it right Yeah, now. my gosh. And speaking of reframing, this is actually just reminded me of a point I was going to make a minute ago, um, which was, oh, yeah, when you mentioned that I wasn't able to start changing my body until I was able to work with my body instead of working against it. So to go along with that, a huge realization was that I wasn't able to change my body until I loved it the way it was exactly that moment. Wow. Which wow. is the opposite of what you would think, right? It's totally mm -hmm. counterintuitive. I want to change my body because I hate it. No, that's never going to work. And even if it does, it's going to be a miserable process along the way. Chances are it won't work because you'll fall off the wagon, right? But if you say, I'm choosing to go move my body, exercise, eat healthy food, say no to the garbage food that I know that my body doesn't want. I'm choosing that because I already love my body. Yeah, That'll completely yeah. change the way you approach yeah. it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're choosing to treat it with respect and love because you already love it. It's per it's freaking brilliant. Yeah. I'm a body, like what? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. all about that mindset okay well so <clears throat> all that being said like 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 loop this in for me we talked about you're in the entertainment industry right now and obviously there's there's quite a bit that goes along with that as far as body image goes how yeah. do you how do you like maintain like your sense of self being in that industry like we all hear these like negative things like you got to be this size to work here like how do you mentally right. like maintain that 
Yeah, so a lot of it was um, really kind of figuring out, you know, what is my strong suit in the industry and what makes me happy. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I personally think modeling is boring, so I don't need to be a size two for that anyway. If I was trying to pursue a professional modeling career, I would have a couple of options. One, I could lose the weight again and go back to a size two and just work my tail off to maintain that, which is very hard for my body to do. My body likes to be a size four or six. That's like my healthiest weight. Um, so that would be, you know, a choice I could make. Or I could carve out my own niche in the modeling world, which absolutely can happen, especially these days, the Ashley yeah. Grams of the world. You know, she's like this gorgeous, I don't know what size she is, but she's like absolutely stunning and she's the freaking biggest supermodel in the world, right? She's a plus size model. So yes, you can go on that journey. And she actually has an amazing career now because she utilizes it to inspire people. She's a public speaker, she thinks she's an author. Um, you know, she has an incredible career. It's not just modeling right in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. right. um, but most modeling is just that. You know, I know I keep harping on this, but I really want to impress on people that it is not this glamorous thing that the media makes it out to be. It's you're not on like you're not just like rolling in hundos on yachts, just like Are people you taking pictures. Just... Right. I mean, yeah, I, I guess, but that's sorry, more Maximus. Like it's it's not what you yeah. thought it was, man. Hanging out with billionaires. <laughs> sorry, man. I hate to yeah. shout your dreams. You know. Yeah, this is it, man. <laughs> sorry, uh, man. So I can't get down to a size two anyway, so. That would what be impossible for me. <laughs> I can't get down to a size two, anyways. Size two. Yeah. <laughs> if you do those Monday walks, you'll get there <laughs> eventually. Uh, um, so I could have done that route as well, you know, finding like um, finding my realm right in that. Um, but aside from that, so I decided, you know what, I'm not going to put my eggs in the modeling basket anymore. So I do still model occasionally. You know, I have clients that bring me in for it or whatever. But um, but I found a career that I'm just really happy in and that body, my body size doesn't matter in the sense that, like, I'm still healthy. If I were really, really overweight, no, it, it wouldn't probably work as well. There are still hosts out there um, and performers and people who do what I do. But, but as far as the standard, I guess, or the more common is that, the, you know, it's like a, a healthier, smaller size, sure. but I'm okay with that too. I, I also have, I think some unpopular opinions on the whole size issue, you know, that give, it really, give us some, give us some, uh, to me, the whole, you're perfect at any size thing, I think is bogus. Chances are it's unhealthy, right? Mm -hmm. After a certain point, that's right. the reality. Whether and it's one extreme or the other, right? Yeah. Huh? Right. I said whether it's one extreme or the other. Exactly. Either, either way. Yeah. I mean, I know people who are like in the extreme, extreme fitness world. I'm like, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. And when you're on the other side of the extreme, right? And like really overweight, not only is it not healthy, but it's tiring. It's exhausting. You know, I've been somewhat there. I've known people who are really overweight. And to me, it's not that per that human being is absolutely something to celebrate and someone to celebrate. But I actually don't believe that it's healthy to be really overweight. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's just be exactly who you are at any weight and it's perfect. Um, sure. I, I get the sentiment of that, um, but I don't believe in it because I know that I didn't feel good and I don't want anyone to have to feel exhausted their whole life, mm -hmm. right? And I also right. know that probably a lot of that, unless it's a, an, a medical condition, which in a lot of cases um, it may be, and that's obviously a totally different conversation. I'm not speaking to that. Um, but when it comes to just you know having that healthy relationship with your body and mind, I really truly believe that it's a happier way to live. I'll just say that out. Oh, right. Well, well, to your point too, Ariana, you're talking about you got to be honest with yourself. Exactly. Right. I mean, you you have to go through the journey that you went through, which is self discovery, right, mm -hmm. and paying attention. One, 
first first step I heard you say self acceptance for where you are right now, yes. loving yourself unconditionally, cool. right? And and then soliciting every part of you to go on the journey of living a healthier life. Yes. And and you got to pay attention. Like if if you're, you know, 30 pounds overweight and you feel great or yeah. if you're 30 pounds more than what people expect right. you to be, you feel right, right. whatever it is, you feel great okay. and you can, you know, go out and do all the things you want to do and enjoy the things you don't have pain in your life, then great. Right. But if yeah. you're at a certain weight and you get a bed and you have joint pain yeah. or, yeah. you know, you and feel sluggish all day. Every exactly. day with crappy food that your body doesn't actually want. Feels right. good while you're doing it, though. I'm just going to say. No, no. I, <laughs> there is an, a very interesting, like, psychological element to that. Like, what Absolutely. feels good. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you don't feel good afterwards. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody does. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, no, I actually don't believe in that, that phrase or that sentiment, you know, like, perfect at any size. Uh, and this in no way is a judgment. It's a re- – to me, it's that I, I truly want people to be able to be – um, honest with themselves, honest with their bodies and feel good and feel healthy and to be able to like run around with their kids or family or friends or, you know, go and explore the world, whether that's going on a hike in your own backyard and being able to do that. It's just, to me, I know you guys focus a lot on freedom and, and I don't want to jump the gun here, but really that is freedom to me, the ability to choose and to move and that, that, that mobility that to me, you know, is, yeah. is what freedom is. Um, so anyway, I could I could go on down that path, but I won't uh, any longer. Anyway. But as far as I think coming back to your question, as far as, um, you know, finding my place in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. it was that, you know what, I, um, I know where my body is healthy and happy. So I'm going to maintain it at that. And the clients who want to book me will book me. And the clients who think that I'm too big, if that ever were to happen, then they don't book me. And guess what? I don't want to work with them anyway. I don't want to support their brand. I don't want to bring them money, which is a lot of what I do. Um, anytime, you know, anyone's hired in the entertainment industry, it's to make someone money. Sure. It's just the reality, oh, yeah, absolutely. right? A record label or a brand or a corporation or whatever it may be. Um, you know, models too, you're making someone money, right? So with what I do as a brand spokesperson and host, um, it's all about making that brand money. So while I don't, you know, thoroughly and deeply vet every single client, I'm sure there's probably other dealings going on or who knows what. But anyway, my point is that if they're a company who's like, no, you're too, you're too fat to represent us. I'm like, okay, well then you're too stupid for me to represent you. So <laughs> uh, anyway, so it just works itself out actually. So I only work with clients that, um, that are okay with, you know, who I am when I'm happy and healthy and it just kind of works itself out that way. Nice. So That's I've awesome. got a, I've got a kind of a follow-up question for you. Being in the industry. And I'm actually going to kind of relate it a little bit to like fashion. So I'm curious to get your take on where you think a lot of this stems from, like what you should look like. And the example I'll give you is this. So the like, you know, the high waisted like jean shorts that girls wear. I don't know if it's still popular yeah. or not, but they used to wear it like I, it very- I don't know a single guy. Who's like, I like it when a girl wears shorts like that. They're all like, I wish she wouldn't wear that. So, so my question is, that being said, there's a lot of things that like, I mean, females do where guys are like, why the hell, why do you do that? Why are you wearing that? That's goofy. For sure. Makeup, hair, clothes, because yeah. Yeah. So I'm like curious, like you're in the, like, where do you think all that like stems from? Because like, it's funny because people are like, oh, that's how men want you to look. And I'm like, there's a lot of things that girls do where guys are like, I wish you wouldn't wear that. I see what you're saying. So you're saying that a lot of people are like, oh, guys want you to be really skinny. And guys are like, 
we never said that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So like you being in the, the industry, yeah. you obviously like you see people hiring people where they're like, nope, you got to be this size. Like, does, right. it, does it stem down from like a few puppeteers or if you will, or like where do you right. think it comes so from? Some that, cronies in the back. Yeah. You know what? That's an incredible, incredible question. I've thought about this whole concept of like, why did that get decided that that was the size, like size zero, size right. two, obviously it depends on your proportions. If you're super tall, maybe it's a four, but it's those proportions. Uh, this is a wild guess. So I, you know, I really don't, I can't say that I know, but I have thought about it before. And, and I would say, gosh, there's probably all sorts of history to it, to be honest with you. But like, you know, when I, when I look at a photo, um, whether it's a, a painting, you know, a piece of art, my guess is that there's something about the human brain that likes certain proportions and length. Because mm -hmm. it's really, uh, specifically with models, it's all, all, all about length. It's how tall you are, how long yeah. are your limbs, how long are your legs, how long are your arms, how long is your neck. Um, so it's not so much that you have to be a size zero, but that happens to be the proportion on most women's height that ends up giving that long effect. Gotcha. And what's really, what's really interesting, so to answer your question, I don't have an answer. I really don't know. <laughs> that became a thing. Um, but I will say Copernicus's math analogy on proportions. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. There may be, that, that would be a guess. One. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they did a study on uh, what what images and, and what faces are, are, are appealing to people. Right. Yeah. And, and to your point, it's actually proportions. Right. Just certainly yeah. balance. Mm -hmm. uh, right. In, 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 and so, like, know. let's say we were, you know, through evolution, we were all 18 feet tall, you know, then it maybe it would be a, a, a different size right but essentially right. the point is because of how tall the average height is and, and woman is then those i think it's probably something to do with that like the visually appealing proportion um which sucks that because you don't have choice over that yeah right and it just so happens to be that it's a size that's attainable from uh, unattainable for most women myself included it's nearly unattainable i have to work my tail off and live a really boring life to get to that size and it's just not <laughs> worth it to me um but you know what I find really interesting is that I live right in the heart of everything, like LA, Beverly Hills. I go to castings all the time. I'm in different casting offices or management offices or whatever. So I see a lot of models. And what actually, so just the other day, do you guys know, what's her name, Cara Delevingne? No. No. Oh, she's, she's a giant supermodel. Um, so I just <laughs> ran into the store the other day. Yeah, I'm, and, we're both uh, married now, so we don't yeah. peruse the pages oh, right. of supermodels it, Yeah, it's more of like a, a fashion, she's more like a fashion supermodel type okay. of thing. Anyway, so um, Cara Delevingne, so she was in there, I think, with her girlfriend. I think they're dating. Anyway, so I ran into her at the store the other day. And what's really interesting, uh, and I don't say this in any kind of way to be rude. I really mean this. But, like, you wouldn't pass her in the store and be like, <gasps> You're a supermodel. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh, person. Bye. You know? <laughs> she just looks like a normal person. But because of the way she photographs, mm -hmm. she has these really interesting, almost kind of like, you know, big eyes and interesting proportions. Um Anyway, I use her as an example, but it's for it goes for a lot of different, you know, models and you know, people in the industry, is that it's not even like they're that gorgeous in person or like that appealing. Or like a lot of times when I see models, they look like really oddly skinny in real life. Mm -hmm. But then you see their modeling portfolio and you're like, that's amazing. They look incredible, they're in vogue, blah, blah, blah. But then you see them in real life and it's like, oh, they're very skinny. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're I, like I you know. they're like, thank you, Adobe Photoshop. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, or like even just the way that photographs are captured, you know, it tends to look a little bit more full than it does in real life, right. if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, like if you anyone says like the camera adds 10 pounds, it kind of does. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't actually know the science behind that. But um, so when you see a model, you know, chances are in person, they look really, really, really skinny. Not that that's a bad thing. And, and you know, for a lot of people, it's like, this is just how my body is. And I say like freaking power to you. Like one of my best friends in the world, Kinsey. She's like, I just have a skinny body. It's the way I was born. It's the way my body wants to operate. And I'm like, hell yeah, it's, it's awesome. But as far as your question goes, which is, you know, it's not like this should be the absolute beauty standard. Why has it become that, you know, that it's super, super skinny. Um, I think it probably has to do with some kind of like random psychological points of proportion as from a, from a aesthetic standpoint. Um, but what's interesting is that so many women will look at these photos or people, you know, and, and just be so envious. I wish my body looked like that. But right. in reality, you might not. Right. You might not actually want your body to look like that. I know I don't. Personally. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, I like I like my body how it is. You know, I'm, I'm half, you know, Latina. I'm half Argentinian. I have curves. I have a right. booty. I have some like <laughs> thickness to me. And I'm like, I wouldn't want it any other way. This is the way I'm built. This is this reflects my heritage it reflects my history and my family and my life and my lifestyle like i want it that way right I, I think the misconception a lot of people have too women men general whatever is like once they reach a certain level of body type or whatever they have a six-pack whatever then they think they're like oh now i can do anything i want uh <laughs> no you got to still like maintain a six seven eight percent body fat in yeah. order to like, sure keep, like, you still cheap. have to and do all those things that you work. used to get there Oh yeah. Like when I had a six pack, I was still, I mean, I had the six pack already and I was still at the gym two hours a day, six days a week, eating my grilled chicken out of a freaking Tupperware. That's not fun. It's not, it's not, that's not a free, happy lifestyle. It's like, Oh, Oh, you're telling me I have to keep doing this. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, no, 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 thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but like with the lifestyle that I have now, you know, I'm a little bigger than that. I don't have a six pack. I think my top two abs show most of the time. Um, but but like I, I never think about diets, going on diets, having to go to the gym. It's just it's such a foundation for me now that's been built slowly over these eight years that um, that it, there's nothing destinational about it. I don't have to maintain anything. It's just the way I live my life, and my body maintains itself. Awesome, awesome. So I think you already touched on this last question, Nate. But let's go ahead and yeah. ask it anyways to get her. So tell us her more. Take. What does freedom officially mean to you? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, just um, no, I mean, the only reason I brought it up earlier is because I, uh, I know you guys' podcast, you know, likes to touch on this. And I just think it's like such a cool concept because so often when we hear the word freedom, now it's become very, um, you know, just politically focused, which is great. But there's also so much more to that word. Um, you know, so when I think about freedom, I thought about this, this question. And um, to me, freedom is the ability to choose. Whether that's choosing to get up and go for a run or choose to eat this piece of cheesecake at your friend's birthday party. Or, or four. Choose, huh? Or four. Or four. Or four. <laughs> yeah, right. The, yeah, so it, it's, it's mobility, I guess. It's, the, it's Freedom is the, the ability to get up and go do something, to be able to change your life, to make a different choice, to get a new job, pursue a new career, um, decide that you're changing your, your, your lifestyle, um, choosing the foods that make you actually feel good, not just in the moment, but really actually good. Um, 
because when I, I know before I started this lifestyle and I was really feeling kind of weighed down both figuratively and literally, I didn't feel free to go do what I wanted to. I would get tired easily. I would get winded easily. I felt stuck in my own head. I felt stuck in my thoughts. I was constantly, constantly obsessing over thoughts about my body, self-conscious thoughts. Are other people watching what I eat? Do people know that I had seconds? I'm going to eat late night snacks when no one's watching. What do people think of me? How do I look in the mirror? Does this shirt make me look fat? I mean, I'm telling you obsessive thoughts. Right. Um, that I've actually talked to a lot of women specifically, but also men too, who struggle with the same thing. And if you are listening to this, you are so not alone. It is very common. It's very, very, very common to feel stuck and to feel ashamed and embarrassed and alone. Uh, and you're not, you're not alone. And the, I really truly think that the freedom comes from the ability to say, I choose to love my body. I choose to respect it and have a healthy relationship with it. I choose to enjoy foods when I want to, and I choose to give it healthy foods. I choose to move my body regularly in any way that I want to with different exercise types or hiking or playing soccer with your kids. Mm. The ability to choose that will release you from the prison of those obsessive thoughts. Incredible. All right. Well, it's time for the famous five questions. Famous five. The famous five. These are questions. Go ahead, go ahead, Nate. You can explain to her what these five well, questions. Well, they're custom tailored to you, ish. You know, we stalk ish. you on social. We stalk you on social media and try to like put some questions together for you here. So, <laughs> um, well, this first one, I believe you've already kind of. Uh, you may have. We may consider you have achieved this. Um, but okay. would you rather be the most famous TV star or the most famous YouTube star? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I would, well, it's interesting because most of my work has been actually more on like the TV on camera mm. world and I haven't even like touched the YouTube. I have like a, five videos up or something, but I haven't really touched the YouTube world. But if I had to take a guess, I would say probably YouTube because it's more interactive. I love the whole people, you know, people can ask questions, interact, have a conversation. Uh, to me, it's that more interpersonal opportunity. So even though I haven't really touched that yet and I make all all of my money and all of my career is nothing to do with YouTube really, so this probably sounds totally ridiculous, um, I can't <laughs> be more in the future. And if I could just poof and make it happen, I guess I'd probably do YouTube just because I like that it, it offers that interpersonal relationship with the audience. Hmm, well, you know, if you're going to do it, you should start right now. I know. Today. I know. <laughs> I knew this Today. would come back at me. <laughs> And I, I actually, I thought about which answer you would have answered. And I, and for me, I think I would want to be a YouTube star too, because it, it seems to have a little bit more flexibility too. And yeah, I have that's too, I was going to say. Over the distribution, not the distribution necessary, but the control over the audience and my content and. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Control you seem to be content. a little bit more free. You're waking up and creating your own content, whether or not you even have, you know, you could have an, an editor, you know handling all your videos and everything for you, but you wake up and yeah. decide what you're going to do. Not somebody yeah, else you telling you, you better be, be on like, set. I'm with my family in Hawaii and I'm going to go film there. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely it gives you that flexibility and mobility. So I actually think it's funny because I hadn't really thought about this question before. So I actually am laughing at my own answer. Cause I'm like, well, are you don't even do that? Um, <laughs> but I will say, um, I actually do have a plan in place that I am working. I'm, I'm literally working like 16 hour days right now. Cause I'm, 
I brought on this new management marketing company at the beginning of 2018 and we are hustling. Like I am working so hard building future projects that actually it is in the mix. So it is, it is kind of, uh, we're not to the execution part yet where you're actually like filming and putting it up. Um, but we're building the foundation and the strategy and it is so much work and it's so awesome. So yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to see that. All right. So this is a a two part question because we want to answer for yourself and answer for a potential person that you would either be dating or marrying or whatever, but you have to choose one, right? If you had to choose between having great hair or great teeth, and I'm jealous that you have both, uh, but if you had to choose one, which would it be for yourself and for your man? Uh, so for me, great teeth and for my man, great teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I really just, I, I, I'm, I think smiles are so, it's just so much a part of what, where they, or they should be so much Mm. a part of life. If you're in a good relationship, both you and your partner will hopefully be smiling a lot. Um, the majority of the time. So no, I, yeah, I definitely think that teeth, uh, both from a completely aesthetic you know, industry standpoint is, is, uh, far more important. Uh, and then, I don't know, kissing and all yeah. that other stuff. And like, uh, I, I like teeth. I think teeth yeah. are important. Hair is also awesome. Uh, yeah. but you know, especially over time as you get older, you know, I'm not going to have this hair forever. My man's probably going to lose his hair, you know, eventually. So might as well stick with the teeth. Those are a little bit longer to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no one, uh, you can make someone's day with a beautiful smile. Yes. Right? And you can't make someone's day by having a really good hair really day yourself. Hair. Yeah, and no, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't affect that way. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to working out, would you rather, you have to choose one for the rest, rest of working out, uh, yoga or like weights and machines? Oh, if I had to choose one for the mm-hmm. rest of forever. The rest of yoga. forever. Yoga. All right. Yoga. So I will say that I actually enjoy um, weights more mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not very flexible and it's like it's hard. For, I, I don't do yoga as often, but if I had to choose right now, I actually believe that yoga is a better workout for your body long term. You know, it does. It pushes your muscles, sure. it pushes your cardiovascular, it, it yeah. you know, improves your stretch and flexibility, which are blood flow. So yeah, it actually is a better workout to be honest. Um, but a lot of the times I do choose to to lift. I just think I just think it's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I choose yoga. Okay, interesting. All right, this is a kind of a interesting question, but you have to choose one. Okay. Would you rather abolish cancer or low self esteem? Low self esteem. I knew you would answer that a hundred percent because I mean, even if you only lived to the age of 25, they were good years. You enjoyed them. You felt good about yourself. You loved yourself. You loved others. I I personally have a huge belief that most of the contention in the world is caused by low self-esteem or, or more specifically a lack of self-worth much more specifically. Yeah. A lack of self-worth because if I, even to the extreme, right. If you think about like things like terrorism, murder, uh, that is to prove power. And why do you need power? Because you don't feel worthy without establishing that power over this other person. You don't feel that you have enough worth mm-hmm. unless you're in complete control and power over this other person, whether that means, you know, whatever that means to you. So, um, yeah, worth to me is probably the absolute number one most important thing in living a healthy lifestyle, not only for yourself, but as a contributor to the world around you. Awesome. Great answer. Great answer. All right. And our final one, who would you rather interview Taylor Swift or Dave Chappelle? 
that's a good question. <laughs> Taylor Swift, actually. Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? I know you would think. I think I probably would have assumed that I would have chosen Dave Chappelle. I actually love, love, love his stuff. Uh, his stuff. Um, but I would actually choose Taylor Swift because I really, really admire her uh, as a businesswoman. And I'm actually going to be this next, you know, phase in my life and work is going to be reintegrating a lot more of the performance element. So while I have made, you know, most of my career and money doing the on-camera hosting, I'm going to bring actually back in singing and performing. And so I, I want to learn more about that type of professional artistry. So mm -hmm. I could just probably for days ask Taylor Swift questions. I mean, it's not like I, mean, I actually do listen to her when I'm working out and stuff. Um, I'm not like a, I don't listen to it all the time. Necessarily, so it's not so much about her music as it is about her accomplishments. You, you, you can admit it. You fall asleep. No, I do. Stuff. I totally right. listen. Right. I, <laughs> I totally do. Okay. Twenty two is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Is I like really? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely want to interview her and just like pick her brain on the journey for sure. I just realized we should have uh, made that question a little bit more controversial. We should have said, "Who would you rather interview, Taylor Swift or Kanye West?" <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that is more controversial. <laughs> She, you know, just gone with it, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Kanye West, what an interesting guy. Huh? <laughs> well, all right. Well, Ariana, tell us, how do people get a hold of you, if they even can? You just told us you have a quite the schedule, but where do people find you at? It really has been insane, but um, but I do take breaks now and then. Uh, no, so um, as of right now, um, I'm doing a bit of rebranding, so I'm just going to say if I do have new handles by the time this podcast goes out, you guys can record what they are then um but as far as right now um you can find me on instagram at positively ari uh at twitter you know or on twitter at positively ari underscore um Oof, and then it, just huh? you know just searching my name ariana escalante you'll find me on lots of different things and nice yeah. fantastic awesome. well we really enjoyed having you on the podcast today yeah we appreciate you segmenting this uh, this time with us with your busy schedule. Oh, man. Thank and you. We are, we are also looking very forward to you being the most famous YouTube star of all time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't you know about today. that. Thank <laughs> you. I'm looking forward to watching you guys, actually. I wrote down your uh, your YouTube, so I'm going to be checking it out. <laughs> Go check me out. Millenni at Millennial Nate. Definitely. I think one of your best ones was uh, – um, Oh, come on. Bring the pour one it on. Pour it on. Come on. Give it to me. What, yeah, what was the, it? The, what was the, the one where your wife thought you looked like the other guy, the other YouTube star, where you're uh, talking to yourself? Oh yeah, no. Oh, she said she she told uh, she told uh, all of her friends and my mother in law. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I married Phil Dunphy from Modern <laughs> Family." <laughs> yes. What was that episode called? It, it was, Ariana, if you're gonna check it out, you should check out this for this one. Yeah. What is it? It was the Amazon Shredder. I did yes. it as a joke back at Amazon because they canceled my affiliate account. So I reviewed their Amazon basic shredder as a joke. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. The Amazon shredder. Yeah. And now, now I'm back on now. Now I'm, I, I got my account back, but yeah, that was uh, I did that as like a, I'll just review your shredder for you. Maybe you'll let me back in. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, and it worked. No, I don't think that that's what did it. I just like fulfilled all the other stuff they wanted me to do. <laughs> right. like, they never actually watched it. Yeah, they did right. not see that at all. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it was Ariana, fan... Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thanks so much. You uh, you definitely filled us in. We we learned a lot on this one, man. A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was it was incredible. Actually, I thought uh, 
who Brian I mean your yours was in depth and like the time went by super fast. Yeah. It's incredible, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, you guys were thoughts and stuff like that were awesome. Thank you. You guys are absolutely wonderful to chat with. I hope we get to do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Down the road yeah. when, when you're we'll have super, to do another one once I stuff. once I actually launch my YouTube stuff. <laughs> awesome. We'll do that. We'll do that. Awesome. All right. Well, y'all have a good one. We'll talk to y'all next time. Yeah. All Thank right. you. Thanks everybody.